1: What is up, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. Derek Larger joining you. My guy, Culture Shock. Marcus here with me today. We're going to be discussing the Colts unofficial depth chart that they released. But first, a quick word about our sponsor.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: All right, guys. So we did this yesterday, believe it or not. And then, like, they uploaded their depth chart like two hours before we were going to release the video. So we have to do it again. So thanks, Colts. We greatly appreciate it. But either way, now we definitely have the first depth chart as it stands. And again, like we said, Marcus, you know, Carson Wentz, Jacob Eason, no problems there. We said they. Ellinger was going to be on the IR to start the season. So no surprises there. But I think the big surprise here, when you're looking at the running back room, uh, you and I kind of discussed it yesterday. Like should Hines be ahead of Marlon Mack in the depth chart? Well, it's, it shows in the first depth chart. Naheem Hines is the second running back. Do you think that's smart? Or do you think that they should still have Mack at the number two spot?
2: You know, now that is set up, I understand where they're coming from with this situation. It's because you got a bunch of talent on this running back core. And the fact that we're going to be using all of them and splitting their reps anyway, just try to keep Marlon Mack conditioned and try to keep him healthy as well. We're going to use Naheem Hines a little bit more anyway. And I think he's just more athletic and elusive. I know Marlon Mack's a dog, but, you know, you can plug Naeem Hines in pretty much everywhere. So to try to keep Marlon Mack, you know, to keep his normal self and to get back in the rhythm, put Hines ahead of him for now. But we know Mac Mac in the middle of the year, if he's still good, he's going to be right back in front of him. For the Jordan Wilkins situation, I think we should just use him at trade bait in the Baltimore. That's just my thought.
1: Yeah, that was – I know Cody (laughs) uploaded that video. I know you were talking about it a bunch of times as well. I know that's been uh, a big talking point. I mean, everybody in Colts Nation has been talking about it like, hey, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, they're struggling for running backs you know, we got an extra one to spare and, you know, we have another one on our practice squad that we could always move up, you know, do you trade a third, fourth round pick and say, Hey, we'll give you a, a running back who we know can play in this league. So, you know, maybe they'll be calling. I don't know, but I sure know that Indianapolis won't be, won't be calling Baltimore for it, but if Baltimore calls, then I'm sure Ballard will hear them out. But, all right, let's go to the receivers here. Paris Campbell listed as a starter. Zach Pascal, Michael Pittman listed as starters. Strawn is the fourth wide receiver right now. Now, obviously, this is without T.Y. Hilton for the time being. Strawn listed as the fourth receiver and Doolin listed as the fifth. So, right now, the Colts only have five active receivers on the roster at the moment. So, we'll see how that works, but... uh. Any any surprises there? I know we talked yesterday about Strong being that fourth or fifth guy there.
2: Oh, no. I'm a, I'm solid with this position right here. You know, Pascal, I feel like he's going to be used a lot this year, especially being as though all the talent we're going to have. So having him in that spot I think is, you know, it's good enough for the Colts. And, you know, it may change or flex towards the end of the season. But for right now, I'm pretty sure I'm comfortable with this.
1: Yeah, same here. We We got a bunch of guys on the practice squad too. Again, if things were to go sour. Uh, talk about the tight end group: Jack Doyle, Mo'Ali Cox, and then Kylan Granson. We kind of anticipated that, so no, no surprises there. What What do you say? I know you talked about this yesterday. What do you say to Colts Nation who says that Mo'Ali Cox should be the number one tight end, not the number two tight end?
2: I absolutely agree. Mo'Ali Cox should be the number one tight end just because we can plug him in and use him a little bit more than Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle is a great run blocker. He can catch the football as well, but for Moali Cox's height and ability to you know, extend plays and that of that nature, I think he should be the number one tight end because he's going to be that way in the future anyway. So I think he should be number one.
1: Gotcha. All right. Uh, and then we go to the offensive line. N- nothing crazy here. They finally did update the roster to where they had it as they intended it to be. Eric Fisher has now been activated. Uh, Marcus Brady was asked about him earlier today and they said he will practice Wednesday in some form. They're not sure exactly how much or what he's going to be able to do, but even then that's surprising because I thought they told us that he was going to have his rehab set back quite a bit because of this COVID stuff, but nevertheless he's still going to be out there practicing. So he's actually the number one left tackle on the roster at the moment. They didn't use him on the short-term IR, and Julian Davenport – being the backup left tackle there, so they made that official. We knew Reed was going to be the backup left guard to Nelson, Pinter the backup to Kelly, and then Fries is the backup to Gawinski, and they did uh, have Matt Pryor as the second string to Braden Smith at right tackle. Very interesting. I wonder if they'll eventually flip spots at some point, but nevertheless, that's your offensive line. Now, the defensive line, this is where the they had the big announcement. Okay, right now as it sits, Alkodi Muhammad is the starting left defensive end for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I understand there are a few reasons for this. I think they also believe that Taekwon's I think they have an issue with Taekwon's injury. I mm-hmm. I think he's been a he's been around but he hasn't really been available as of late. And Al has been one of the guys who has been available. He's been around in the system for a little bit longer than some of the rest of these guys. What's your thoughts on this, man? Because, I mean, that's been the shocker of the depth chart so far.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. It's, the Coast Nation definitely has been talking about this for about a couple of hours now. Muhammad's starting. Uh, at that sp- position, you know, it's it's kind of crazy, but I think, you know, Muhammad, he has talent. I mean, he is nice. But when you look at the edge and you look at the situation we went through last year, you know, not being fast enough to come off the edge or to, you know, to attempt to go get the quarterback. And now when you look at this situation, you see Muhammad, you're like, OK, we understand what they're going through with this. But I kind of would have liked, you know, to see a, a pay or and rate type of duo coming off that edge. I just want them to be quick and athletic and fast enough to go get the quarterback because I don't want the same problem as last year. I want them to be fast enough to go get these guys because we're gonna going up against a lot of mobile quarterbacks. I think that would have been more beneficial for the Colts uh, coming off the edges this year.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, we know Al-Qadim Muhammad. We know he makes a couple of decent plays every game, and he's a smart guy, so you don't have to worry about that. But you're right. I I feel like we've seen. Al-Quddin Muhammad's ceiling a lot more than the rest of these guys. I know al is the most reserved, experienced guy in this group right now, but when you talk about guys like Kamoko Teray, and Ben Banagu, who are much more athletic, they're bigger, they're longer, they're faster, I just think that that is something you need to take a chance on to get somebody like that to get going on that other side of the defensive end group. Because again. If that position becomes stagnant, then it makes the rest of the defensive line have to work even harder. So, you know, I'm, I'm in agreement here. I I don't think that Alcadine being the number one DE, at least at this moment is the smartest idea, but then again, you know, that's, that's why I'm not the coach. That's why Reich's there. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I mean, he did sack Lamar Jackson last year. We'll, Maybe we give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, if he goes out and gets a sack on Russell Wilson week one, then I'm not going to complain. So, yeah.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.
1: Linebackers, same as we were talking about the other day. Darius Leonard, weak side linebacker. Bobby Okereke is the Mike and Zaire Franklin is the Sam. Uh, EJ Speed being the weak side linebacker backup. Matthew Adams, the Sam backup. And then Glasgow, the third string on the uh, weak side linebacker. So no backup right now for Mike linebacker. So, I know we said it yesterday, but go ahead and tell me again what you think the Colts would do pending the circumstance that Okariki can't play in that spot, in that Mike linebacker spot.
2: Yeah. So, my uh, situation was if Bobby was to go down, of course, we still have a bunch of talent. Uh, and then we could subplace, you know, we can subplace EJ, we can subplace Matthew, or Zaire, but I think Jefferson from the practice squad, would probably get promoted and to go into the middle linebacker position and fill the void.
1: Very interesting uh, observation. You guys let us know what you think of that in the comments. Uh, I'm very Mm -hmm. interested to hear what you think of that one. Because, yeah, I mean, you could throw any of these linebackers in right now. Uh, And then the other spot, the other big news, Rocky Sin has won the third corner spot, at least as of right now. Xavier Rhodes, Kenny Moore at the nickel, safety is Kari, and free safety is Julian, and then the third corner is Rock. And T.J. Carry was actually moved to the second string free safety position, which I'm not opposed to that. I actually don't mind T.J. Carey being a freelance safety because, you know, I feel like that could be his game. He's good with the coverages, and he is a good tackler when you need him to come up. So I, I like that option if Julian were to have something go wrong. Bo Pete Keys is the backup for Rhodes. Isaiah Rogers would be the backup for Rock. And then TJ would even be the backup for Kenny if Kenny were to be a no-go. And then Wilcox would be the third string corner on the outside. Your thoughts on Rock being that third corner, and then we'll talk about the rest of the depth.
2: Yeah, we kind of knew Rock was going to win this position, even going into the season. It's just because he, has, he hasn't even reached the ceiling yet, but we've seen the potential, if you know what I mean here. So we know how good Rocky Sin can be if he just disciplines himself going into the year. And it's going to be a nagging issue for the rest of the year, Colts fans, let's just be honest. We just know the ups and downs Rocky Sin is going to bring. But we all know we should think, I kind of wanted to see Isaiah Rodgers take that spot. And we wanted to see where he was going to go because he never really had his moment except for that Bills game but i think he's going to i think he can be good as just as good as rock um going into that position i think he'll probably beat him if they give him the shot but i mean i'm not mad at this position at all for rockison i mean it could change towards the end of the year
1: yeah i mean it's definitely very concerning over these next 2 weeks rock being the third corner because you know the the seahawks have torched defenses that play the way that we do and on top of that you No, rock is your most vulnerable corner and you know with the receivers they have now I mean that's very scary and we know how Matt Stafford and Sean McVay can be when they're facing a zone defense like that they know how to break apart a zone defense so you know very 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 cautious here I I'm just not happy with the move to be honest I understand why they did it but then again, I would have preferred to have Rogers. Like you mentioned, I mean, outside of that, we didn't see that again, TJ Carey, the primary backup for the free safety spot, George Odom at the strong safety spot. I like that option there. So all things considered, you know, I mean, really no surprises that much on the offensive side here, but the main surprises, the defensive line and, uh, in the secondary. So that's pretty much it there. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Very interested to hear what your thoughts are. Don't have it all be Rocky Sin and Outputting Muhammad, okay? You can talk about some other things here, but uh, we are certainly interested to hear your thoughts. Shout out again to my guy, Culture Shock. Make sure y'all go check out his channel. Thank you guys so much for the support. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.